is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Series 7, episode 14. And once upon a time, we in media all operated under a simple principle known as the truth that was the basis for all reporting. Truth was linked to fact. But we get to 2022, and right now we're dealing with versions of the truth. It's my version. It's her version. It's his version. There's principles of truth. Hutchie, Craig Hutchison, as I say hello and welcome to you, I'm confused. The truth doesn't exist. Well, it's going to be a difficult time for RMIC, ABC Fact Check and their sister organisation because <laughs> if there's versions of the truth that need to be fact-checked, this is going to get very, very difficult. By the way, Damon. I've got RMIT fact-checked down for a discussion today. It's not part of this initial <laughs> foray into our show today. What a week in politics. We've seen the debate. We've seen all sorts of things going on on the big stage. We'll get to that very, very soon. But, Damon, I'm going to let you start the conversation for Mosh as we welcome Mosh to the Sounding Board family, providing Aussie men with clinical treatment for hair loss, sexual health and more. Um, public health, of course, is dear to us here on the, on the Sounding Board and our long journey with Drinkwise. So I'll let you start the conversation, Dave. Well, I wanted to start today, and, and good to have Mosh on, on board, Hutchie, with this uh, this new phrase that's crept into, I think, all our vernaculars, and we're certainly reporting on it with people saying it. Nathan Buckley, the most, I think, uh, ardent user of my version of the truth. Um, Hutchie, the, the truth is something that's not open for definition, Hutchie, when it comes to how it's portrayed in media. So I raise Nathan Buckley, not, 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 to, not to highlight him other than he used the phrase again, this is my version of the truth. And he un- understands and acknowledges that Heretia Lumumba has another, quote, version of the truth. We've got parameters of truth. We've got uh, takes on truth. We've got recollections of truth. Truth is not something that's open for debate, Hutchie. I have a slightly different view on that. You can be in a room of people and walk out and 10 people will have a different view of what they just heard or saw. But that's not truth. That's their take, their version of events. Yeah, I, I think that's their what... spin. That's like the old kids game, pass the parcel, pass the message, where you start at one side with the message and by the time you get to the end of the room, it's it's completely <laughs> different. That So it's we're in a subjective world, people feel their own way and feel differently and people see things differently and, and self-awareness is at a low point. And but then people have to also present, quote, the truth to the public in ways that yeah, it's compli- is not comfortable. It's complicating journalism. Just on the journalistic thread on that, so I, I take your point. Both candidates are struggling in this federal election. So you're taking this to the uh, politicians campaign. Because I also wanted to touch on the, the Jenna O'Hay and, and Liz Cambage. Oh, we're going to get to that. Well, that, that, that's that's the version of truth too. So I've interrupted your train of thought. You go. So you, you Liz Cambage and well, her, her I think view that, of what happened. Yeah, well, well Liz Cambage has got, a, a, well, she's already said that she's got a different version of events to what to what Jenna um, portrayed on ABC with Kelly Underwood on, on the weekend over what was said uh, in that scratch match uh, leading into the Olympics last year against Nigeria. And I don't even think I need to uh, to go down the path of, of what was said, but uh, it ultimately led to Cambage being taken out of the Australian team to never basically play again uh, over, over a comment made to one of the Nigerian players. I'll let that play out from other people's voices and, and opinions. But something was said, Hachi. Jenna O'Hay, the Opals captain, 
revealed what was said in her version of the truth, and Liz Cambage, as we speak, has got a, another version of what yeah. supposedly happened. So to back over it a little bit further, Kelly Underwood broke that story on Sunday and evidently had been sitting on it for a while on the offsiders. It seemed about, like it, the way it was presented, yeah, yeah. About the third world country. And she Kelly tabled it as, this is what I believe happened. And is it Jenna? Yeah. Yeah, confirmed and said, yes, that is entirely true. From that point, there's been reaction from others, including Andrew Gaze, who was very wound up yesterday about this and took direct aim at Liz about the way that Basketball Australia had supported her in his mind and how it disrespected him and others. And when you see someone of the stature and uh, respect of Andrew get passionate about yeah. this, and he said there were other versions that were far worse than were tabled to Jenna that, that he had heard and was across, and there are those who, who would say that uh, Liz is very vocal normally on Twitter in response to these things, who was not as responsive yesterday and it was left to her team and others to, to do so. So She put out a, a small worded tweet yeah. to effectively deny and said there's more to come out of this, but yeah. Yeah, so people see the world differently, don't they? It's, but it's not the truth. It's not the truth. We, we've well, got to stop using the word truth. James Heard used it when uh, when he was in trouble with the Essendon drug saga, and his his way of saying it was when the facts come out, when the facts come out, when the truth comes out, and he used the facts and truth the whole way through. We don't get facts. We don't get truth, Hutchie. We just get we just get various takes on both. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, the value on the facts and the truth. In 2022, life is not what it was no. once upon a time. It used to it's be been devalued. what you sought, wasn't it? Was it was held up in lights once upon yeah. a time. Yeah, and, and again. It, was, it goes back to biblical times, and now now we are flippant with it. In fact, we've got a president who went through <laughs> and got in really on the back of distorting fake, fake the truth news and fake news. And, and declaring everything that may have yeah. been true to lying, be fake. Lying does not seem to have as many consequences in modern media as it once did. It doesn't, does it? And opinion is being distorted for truth. Yep. So they're all, they're all fair and... And we are in a world where people are evolving how they feel, and they feel differently, and it's it's misunderstood. People can't understand other people's sensitivities on things. Other people can't understand other people's views on things, and that's just inflaming the whole thing. But I think we and need it, to we need to move away from using the word truth. Okay. Is that is that fair to say? I oh, know we're not. I oh, know we're not going to get away from using it. But there, there is, people sometimes, and I've said this before on this show, they think I'm a bit flippant about. It. There are no facts. There are no facts anymore in what is presented to the public, Hutchie, because no one, if, if as a consumer, people aren't taking what is written these days as factual, yep. uh, as a but starting point, and, and also to the the um, compilation of that article, but the that broadcast piece. I don't think the checks and balances on it these days are. And you touched well, on this a moment ago. What they once were as well, well because not, you, you can't get it to that point. You would a, never. You know what? There'd be thirty minutes of blank airtime on a news bulletin, and there'd be there'd be two pages of a newspaper if if we relied on everything to be absolutely truthful, there's, factual. There's a race to be first. There's digital environments that that have created speed that uh, usurps fact checking. There's no resources that there used to be in sub editing and those type of things. And you you do sound a little bit like a jaded old journalist talking. Like no, no, I, you, don't, I don't want to be. No, no, no. I, no, I, know, you, I know you don't. No, 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 don't don't spin it to that way like you normally do. I, I want to have a, no, I'm a so, mature conversation you, about it. I know, but you do you do sound in my mind a bit like a jaded journalist because you have held the truth up in line. No, no, no. I'm not even. No, I, I would, I'm not disagreeing with you. No, no, you're not. But but no, this is not about that, Hachi. Um, I've I've long lived with these parameters. I mean, I've, it's not a, not. It's actually a little bit confronting at the times when you realise it, isn't it? What what is going on? But no, this is not an issue anymore. I, I know this is to be the case. So I, I work within the same framework that I'm referring to here. I'm not washing hands of any of this. But I just raise it because. T- 
twice in the past 24 hours before we're talking today on this Tuesday of this week, we've had versions of the truth phrases being used by people who are central to massive sports stories. Nathan Buckley at Collingwood and Heredia Lumumba's claims and uh, Liz Cambage, who, who is one of Australia's greatest sports people, no matter what you want to say about her, what she does on and off field, she is one of the greatest sports people we've ever had and, and she is central to to a version of the truth storytelling right now. Too, as well. we're, we're in changing media times. I don't think it's been a great month for our craft that we, you and I grew up in and that you um, still act within. The federal election campaign is a good example of this. We haven't had, we've had pretty average campaigns from Elbow. In fact, we've had a poor campaign from Elbow and we've had a... You well, know, that, that's your version of the truth on what he's, well, he's that's doing. My, no, he, he, he would say he's going okay. No, it's not my version of anything. It's an opinion. Let me be clear. It's <laughs> your and, version and, of and an I think, opinion. And I think Scott's fighting a losing battle and doing his absolute best. So they, they've both had poor campaigns. Fighting a losing battle, we're probably going to win. Do you think that the media have had an even worse campaign than <laughs> yeah, Elbow yeah, and Scott? Yeah. yeah, I didn't know where you were going to yeah. go with that. Yeah, I, I think that's I a, a fair conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I watched the debate. I watched the clip anyway on Media Watch overnight about gotcha journalism. I'm going to ask you the same question that, that they tabled last night. Gotcha journalism. Does it play a role in the public flow of information or is it just a spectator sport designed to drive ego of journalists? It's the latter. It's completely the latter. And we, we, we've discussed this for years yeah. on this show. Yeah. So it's it's been – the gotcha moments have, been, have defined the campaign. Well, they've defined the campaign from a, from a, a reference point of media presentation of it. Have they, have they defined it from how it's going to play out in, the, a, in a vote? The ABC last night on Media Watch traced it back to 2019 when the ABC and Sky News decided to televise the questions being asked by the reporter. They say that was the tipping point of when... Is that story insertion? Self-insertion? Well, they, they say that that was the tipping point of when press conferences went from being a, a competition of ideas. I as, don't think it started in 2019, Archie. I, I mean, we, we grew up in an era where we, we had editors saying, you know, go and ask this question. They yeah. may not know the answer. I mean, I had editors telling me, ask people if they've taken Com- drugs. Complicating it is... I didn't want to do that. Complicating it is the three, there are three easy... Response questions, right? What's the unemployment rate? What's the Australian money rate? And what's the six points of the NDIS? Like, if you, oh. they're, 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 as Wale Dali said, they've got your questions that shouldn't get you. But it, it has highlighted the low rent way we go about our. Like, if you look at the, and I think you sent it to me on social, you look at the way that he was smashed in the last one on those questions, Elbow. It was like, it was like packs on, wasn't it? Oh. Well, I, I didn't get – I mean, I, I don't have a problem with him not knowing all six points. I do have a problem with him not knowing the first three, by the way, um, and, and I think it's part of it. But to, is ambush too strong a word, Hachi, to, to, to use to, to say that some media journalists are, are ambushing press conferences no, that's by exactly, asking these that's questions? exactly what's happening. And, yeah. and, and feeding it is that he's poor on his feet. He's got to be better on his oh, feet than this, Anthony. He's, he's not – he, he looks vulnerable. He doesn't look confident, and it's it, there's a pack mentality that's feeding off it. And, and for all of Scott's flaws, he's far more confident at the crease, isn't he? In that in that environment. Well, he's got a mechanism to get through the moment, hasn't yep. he? Of, of panic. I mean, and, and we've all been there when you've been asked a question when the microphone's on, Hutch, and you don't know where you're going to go with it. But you've got to have, particularly with these people, a, a way about you to to just buy. You do it. I mean, you, you do it as well as anyone I know. You you buy time just talking about something maybe even irrelevant to the question you've asked, but you're buying time. And, and everyone's got their own little techniques in the broadcast media, and these guys have to be actually media what did presenters. Of, did you watch the debate? Nah, and I, I had a choice too, and I chose 
not to, as in I could have. I, I'd finished the article I had to write and I just chose not to. I thought, right. I, I don't want to. I've well, got just, no interest. I watched it. I thought that, I thought that the, the, um, the panel and the questions got a raw deal from the way that they were perceived. I, I thought Sarah Abbott did a terrific job, and, and it wasn't much more you could do than that. Yeah, right. They were talking over each other. Well, she's been criticised, hasn't she? Yeah. See, I, I'm interested to hear you say that, because I'm only relying on what the bits I've said, seen by way of uh, feedback after the event. I thought the question of describe what a woman is to us was felt quite weird and jarring, but maybe I'm out of step with... Well, that was a previous gotcha moment, somewhere, wasn't it? With from, from, for maybe not Elbow or, or ScoMo, but someone I mean, else, I think. I, and I laughed at all the subplots. So th- here are some of the subplots. News Limited smashing Channel 9 for their website not working. (laughs) (laughs) You would have thought that the election had been called off the way it was covered by news. So you've got, for those who aren't across the running thread on the sounding board, you've got News Limited and Channel 9 who are the big competitors ostensibly in Sydney and, and everywhere in print. You know, you've got the Sydney Morning Herald versus the Age and, sorry, Sydney Morning Herald and Daily Telegraph and each city's got its rivalry. Because there were so many people trying to pop answer the polls, Nine's website went down for a while. <laughs> Australians have been left unable to have their say, Damo. This <laughs> is the headline in the news. That screamed. <laughs> old divisions at Nine still show. <laughs> it was one of the headlines. Um, so they, they went to town on the website not working for a while. <laughs> like, like it was... Like it was... Game changer. Yeah. We've got a hung parliament here, guys. We're going to have to call in the Governor General to make a decision. What's happened? The, the, it traces right back to that website going down on the debate night. The one thing that can never be said these days, Yachty, is, is no one having an ability to have a say somewhere on any platform. Um, yep. There are avenues absolutely everywhere. So what, are, we, are we wasting our time having debates? I mean, they once were a required part of any campaign. They once were good theatre. They um, once were moments where where you could actually make your mind up on, on a certain policy, you know, reflection. I chose not to even watch it on Sunday. No, I, I, I forced myself into it because I thought you'll have lots of questions for me. And if I'd known you weren't going to watch it, I probably would have found the but time did, to put back in my life otherwise. Was it an hour you you won't get back? No, it was a reminder that there were – I mean, it's what, been described there? as a policy light election. I, I'm a novice, but, gee, I haven't seen anything that is a, resembles a policy at the moment other than – Oh, I'm, you think I'm bad? He's worse. That's yeah. kind of what the, the the tone of it's been. The last year, though, I did come up with out of the election coverage on Sunday. Yeah, uh, Chris Allman. Yeah, I've got an opener, Jane. Here we go. Look at this. <laughs> Someone's had a go at us. This can't happen. <laughs> Someone outside the tent's bagging us. <laughs> this is not acceptable. You got your own stinger, Chris Allman who is the um, political reporter at Nine, and he had some he had a role in the in the debate and he asked some questions. Uh, there was a story in the News Limited, Nine's leaders debate a shambles from, uh, looked like ben, they were quoting Ben Fordham. And then this is the response. Make an attempt to get your facts straight. The leaders debate won its time slot and grew the audience <laughs> off the back of Lego. So he got... <laughs> he got defensive. Off the back of Lego. This is the guy that sat... And I, by the way, I actually have a huge regard for him as and he's been neutral... I know that some people would say he's a bit more of a ScoMo guy, but I, I think he's done a fantastic job in this coverage. Yeah. But he's smashing the, the PM and the deputy PM every day, and the opposition letter every day. Yeah. He's asking brutal, ruthless questions. You know, and then the minute someone says, didn't write like it could have and it was a shit, hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone, how dare you turn the camera on me? I'll have you know our ratings were good. He's tweeted out, I'll have you know the audience grew on the back of Lego. 
He's got the glass jaw <laughs> of all time. So I'm adding him, Chris Orman, to you so, and Caro. So, so, yeah, I'm in there apparently. Caro's in there. Yep. Didn't didn't take well to it too, I got told during the week. I haven't spoken to her, but did she raise it with you last night? Uh, no, but I don't think took it super well. Oh, hang on, Jane's shaking her head. Didn't take it well. Oh, no, you, didn't know, you don't know about oh, this. Congratulations. She didn't mention it at our live podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Don't Shoot the Messenger live podcast on Thursday was a huge success at Bells. Hey, no, so Chris Orman... <laughs> How can you ask 700 questions to someone else in the minute someone questions whether your performance has been any good? Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, hang on a minute. That's not what I signed up for. Um, did Mitch Cleary get a, a nomination too? Was it you who nominated him or was it one of our listeners nominated him? What, what for, Damo? Um, let me just go back over here. So you've got uh, AFLPA president Paddy Dangerfield strongly believes the league needs to, quote, open the doors and provide more closed-door access to clubs. And then Mitch, that was on uh, an SEN uh, tweet during the week, and then Mitch has responded that maybe the cat should allow the media, which serves its members slash fans, to film more than 15 minutes of training per week then. Oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't mind that response. Is that is that glass jaw worthy? I think that's just a good response, isn't it? Uh, a little, it's a little sensitive. But what hopefully you're seeing through this is that um, we're all a bit sensitive. Speaking of sensitive, hmm. did I read... In fact, I did read. I don't know why I even pretended I didn't for a second. <laughs> Jackie Epstein's story <laughs> yesterday in the Herald Sun, which shone a light on the wars going on in the Sunday footy show. Well, I, I saw the uh, website yesterday, the Herald Sun website. Uh, tensions rise over Sunday footy show cheap shots. And I thought, here, here we go again. What, what, what's happened now? So... I did, unfortunately, actually, I, I lowered myself, I lessened myself, because I usually have this little battle within my own brain, don't click, don't click, don't click, don't, oh, sure enough, I clicked. clicked. So I gave yeah. him a click, I gave Jackie a click. You're a customer? I'm a customer, yeah, I'm a, I'm a yeah. subscriber, yeah, yeah. I'm a subscriber, yeah, well, I've told you that, but but there's a different- yeah, You pay for the very thing you detest. No, actually, I, I get the paper delivered as I've been doing for 50 years of my life. Um, So I clicked on it, and you continue the story here, given that- you probably want to oh, reference my, defense, my referencing it. Was it. A, it was a good yarn. It was a defence yarn oh. from, from Jackie who said- <laughs> What was good about it? Well, it's, I mean, you clicked on it. Well, the, I guarantee you the verity- I said the new barometer. I guarantee you the verity went off on it too. People would just be drawn to it. it and Billy, I love the fact that Billy tumbled in. Gave <laughs> a quote <laughs> no, but as the Billy, panelist Billy's quotes though were from two weeks ago, he told me last night. He insists the Sun, TJ insists the Sunday footy show is as tight as ever, despite numerous recent teachers. What did Billy say? Uh, Billy said that it was it was he probably does cop too much. The boys are going to get a bit more mature and stop hanging on poor old Tony and his teeth. But he said that two weeks ago when Jackie Epstein <laughs> apparently interviewed him about something else, about some other promotion he was doing. But now, and, and I was I was in there. I was in there somehow. What is it about? Yeah, you're complicit in this. What is it about <laughs> media wars where people just love the thought of media punching on each other? Don't they? They well, love it. Well, the Herald Sun does. The Herald Sun just makes well, up it, well, stories. The Herald Sun's only a barometer to what its readers. Um, follow through the funnel in the subscription, so that's what the it, it's a it's a best barometer of the public, as you can find because they can measure it right down to the sign up. That story was somehow amongst the top three or four all day, Hachi. How does that work? There's 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 no story there. Yeah, what about this? The line I, I thought in a twist. Jones tells us that running the footage of the Rebecca Judd kiss again was his idea in 2020. He admits it's all smooth sailing now. So it, it's. 
that's taking you behind the curtain a little bit, Damo. Is it? Yeah, I, I, didn't, get, I, didn't, I didn't get that. We, you which didn't get part, that far. I didn't get that far into the article. It's about eight parts in. Yeah, I clicked onto it and realised there's nothing to see here. Let's move on. I didn't even see that far. If he's referring to, um, is he referring to the one on the weekend? Even I don't know. There, there was another hey, reference on the weekend, but hey, can I just bef- we, we last one on the federal election? I know I'm a bit fascinated with it. Then we'll move on. <laughs> We're seeing everyone like normally you. We're seeing people be a little bit cute with how they cover the elections to who they're voting for or where their allegiance lies, right? Is this the most blatant? <laughs> this is where we are as a business, out on the table. Yeah. Like when I saw on Sunday, Why Family Matters So Much to Me is the headline on the Sunday Herald Sun, and then a, a three-page spread on oh. ScoMo at home in the Herald Sun. Now, Seriously. They would argue we got access to him, so why wouldn't we do it? He's a Prime Minister of Australia. It... it Looked very much like a this is this is where we're, where we're voting and why, why you should too. Oh well, it took you until Sunday to work that out. Didn't We've it? got PBO who was accused of. No, I haven't. I must admit, I haven't run this past the RMIT ABC fact check. <laughs> but I'm fascinated by that. He was accused of not uh, by I think Ray Hadley initially of not covering the NDIS blunder. <laughs> On his story on the Channel 10. See, this is what I can't cop. Other media telling other media what they should and shouldn't cover. Well, yeah, I, I'm happy to critique what it is they do cover, Hutchie, and we, and we do. And look, let's face it, we, we think we're holier than now on this show. But, well, but, but, but I don't ever, and if I have, please remind me, I don't ever think I said this media outlet has to cover this story. I mean, that, that is entirely the right of whoever is in that uh, media outlet to well, cover maybe, whatever they want to or not. But it strikes at the heart of the coverage you're giving your audience in a fair and measured manner. Now... PVO's response, and you know our, our fascination with PVO. He's not PVL. Yeah. This is PVO. By Peter, the, by Peter the way, Van Onselen, not if, Peter Valandis. If, if PVO is the is the federal editor of politics at Channel 10 by Christmas, I'll give you the over and under on November 30. If he's not working somewhere in Labor or somewhere to do with Labor or government, oh, I'll yeah. give up. You're going to leave journalism? 100,000%. <laughs> this is what he said about his – this was his d- defence – I have no criticism of others forming a different view, but I didn't think it was a big deal. <laughs> but he, he's, he's responded, though. Why would you respond? Now, just as he says, to be to, not to take him out of context, he didn't think the PM's blessed comment was bad either. Now, I don't know, Damien, on a two-minute, three-minute story on the Channel 10 News on the 4 o'clock news... Does it really matter? The, the NDIS blunder is one of the three or four moments of the campaign, maybe one of the five moments of the campaign. It, it's good enough to make the Channel 10 news at night, isn't it? I don't know. I see. I, I, it's, it's visual television for starters. Yeah, well, you got the you gotcha get, moment. Yeah, you get that aspect of it more than I still do, but I, I didn't think it was a massive deal. Does it make the, Does it make PBO's story? Yeah, it does because he does often talk for four, three or four minutes, doesn't it? So, yeah, he's, it, yeah, he's it makes cut it. one piece of camera back from two. And fitted it in, and it'd have been fine. But maybe he wasn't part of the story, so maybe that was the reason. Well, he... he's on the other. Ca- I mean, that's my point. Like he's, it, it it strikes at the heart of. But why would Ray Hadley care what the bloke on Channel Ten's doing? Seriously, haven't hasn't Ray Hadley got better things to worry about? Yeah, but he's he's, you know, accused of being in the other camp. Oh, so and so he's calling out the, you know, he's he's accused <laughs> of being a scoma guy. So he's calling out the. So he's using the straw man argument on the. On the PVO element of but the non-reporting my, of the non-story. Here's my point. At the start of the we, – we've had such a poor campaign as, as a media that I reckon we, at the start next time around, yeah. we should get every media in. Get them in. Big – big, that's can what you, I do. Can you coordinate this? I mean, I'm yep. all for this. If, can, if you get them in and you then give them the rah-rah speech. We'd ring – what I'd do, this is what yep. I'd do. I'd ring yep. Nick McKenzie, the head of the press club. I'd no, say, he's, he's above all this rubbish. No, he's above I'm, all you're not, of this. You're not listening to me. I'd ring him and I'd say, you've got a contact at Crown. 
<laughs> you go, yep. I said, can you get me a rate on the palladium? I'll, I'll... <laughs> because he's got, you know, he wins awards there while he takes them down. He go, yeah, mate, I'll have 15 blokes actually do this no, no price for you he in one second. famously once accepted the gold quill or whatever yep. it was he was the, on that particular occasion of the story bringing Crown down he, he, at Crown. He gets within two kilometres of Crown and 15 valets run out in the street and grab him off the tram and walk him through. <laughs> That's how paranoid they are about him. You, you put him into the – you go, we need the, the Palladium – there's 1,500 federal um, media covering the election. You call them all in. They're all in, yeah. And you go, all right, got a very simple message today. We're handing out red T-shirts and blue T-shirts. Pick your party, and then you've got to wear that in your cross for the next five weeks so we know where you sit. Now, by the way, we've done a pre-check. There's no neutrals. We I was going to say, that there would be some in No neutrals? No, there'd be some, No, there's there'd no neutrals. Some. Maybe or, there might be some light blue and light red T-shirts, but there is everyone's wearing a T-shirt in this federal election campaign. So you've got the ABC all on one side of the room. You've got News Limited all on the other. Well, the, the hard thing for the ABC is they're going to have to um, – how do I put this? Difficult for them to have to, to publicly wear the colours. <laughs> <laughs> now, you'd want to sponsor this, this too, wouldn't you, obviously? Like, you'd want to sponsor these two shirts being worn. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, this is, I think this is, because you know what's going to happen. We're going to every vain journalist is going to get their question included in the story, so the cutaways are going to be there. But like, it's been, it's a bit of a. I don't mind this idea. It's not going to happen, but I don't mind thinking about this. How would you have the seating placements in the Palladium on this night? I like question? a wedding. Yeah. Who are you with? The bride or groom? Uh, with the groom? Okay. Do you get to bring a partner, or just have, it's all just work related? Do you get to you get a plus one to invite? Uh, no, because the partners are often the ones at home influencing those. Ah, that's a very, very good point, actually. <laughs> yeah. But how dare you say that? Because that's not the case. So just like a church, okay. And then you get up there and you get, all right. You do a press conference, say, all right, uh, here I am. Okay, now, before we go any further, this is my policy. I'm going to take some questions, first of all, from the Liberals on the left, and then I'll be out the Labor media over there. I'll be taking your questions very, very soon. If you want to get your cutaways ready, opposition, ready to go. It's been so blatant, everyone's on, isn't it? Well, it actually is there, isn't it? It actually is. It, it's been... Uh, like, the, 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 like there's no facts and truth anymore, Hachi. There, there's no impartiality when it comes to political reporting. Is, is that is that fair to say? Well, put it this way. Did you ever know who Laurie Oakes voted for? Was he fair? Oh, I don't think I did. When was, I he, was he hard and fair on everybody? And did everyone oh, I think he was just hard, wasn't he? <laughs> and fair. Has there been many since? No, <laughs> no I think there has, has it? Yep. Hey, um... Bullying in the workplace, Archie. I want to raise it because we've had, um, Jane throws out the uh, the, the social media um, promo to, to us doing it about twenty four hours before we do it, and we had more than I'd say more than half a dozen um, people ask us to talk about what's going on in Triple M in Sydney yep. with the walkout of Anthony Maroon yep. on on a broadcast with um, a man I know really well and have a lot of time for, Paul Kent, um, one of the great journo's, um, and others, James Hooper also. Now he's. Not that, um, not to pull you up on that, but have you read Paul's Double Down today in the Daily Telegraph? Yeah. Well, I think I, that was the link I sent to you last night, wasn't it? I think. Oh, I was about to say someone sent it to me last night. It was you. Yeah, it was me. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might want to read it before we discuss no, it today. Read it. I have read it. Now, again, let's so discuss he, it. So he, he's been widely um, panned for this. Well, Are you saying he's a great journalist? Oh, and he's a great... fantastic journalist. Yeah. No, but Polar, polarising. Yeah, of course he is. That's why he's a great journalist. And and, and if you read – actually, why don't you read this on the run? I'll, I'll continue to talk about it as you read it because no. I'd like to – there's some strong statements in there, Hutchie, you need to be uh, No, I, I, I read it. Off. I want you to take – first of all, set up what happened. 
Well, it sounds a bit similar to to maybe the Triple M workplace I work in, where there's a bit going on, and a lot of it's got nothing to do with footy, and that's fine because listeners have got a choice to 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 either listen or not. So hey, if you don't like it, don't listen. As Caro said, that's a cocktail party she's not invited to. Um, it does. Anthony Maroon walked down on Triple M after he was one joke too far about the Australian tax office. About they, it's about cashy. So yeah. by the sound of it, I've, I've done a little bit of re- reading behind the scenes now. So a bit like what so goes paid on for Apricity Finance, and Gordon Tellis made a joke saying, "Oh, you never work for an invoicing firm." And then which which which, which we on Triple M say to BT every time he's doing a function, got the cashy, got the sheets. And now he he obviously would would properly invoice Hutchie. I am I'm assuming, but we we think it's he, funny to think he's going to take an envelope every time he he does it. So this is a fascinating issue because on the left side of this issue is. Uh, modern sensitivity is public health, is mental health, yep. is workplace bullying, is don't treat me that way. All of that. Yep. On the right side of this argument is... And you can choose to to focus on that if, you, if you're not wanting to know what goes on. Yeah. On the right side of this argument is um, toughen up, man up. Banter. banter don't, this is banter. It's, it's light. You've called uh, Gordon Tallis Uncle Fester yourself. Um, don't be hypocritical. Why are you walking out on us? Poor Kent makes a reference that he's considered to be the grumpy one, so he can't ever eat a, a McHappy meal. Yep. When they have a happy hour at a pub, he has to walk out. So yep. it's it's. I think from what I've been able to glean, Hutchie, it, it sounds pretty similar to what we do on Triple M well, in Melbourne. That, I mean, as in, it's above the line. It's not personal. And if it on the occasions it does get personal, and, and as Jackie Epstein said, uh, was it cheap shots? Well, you know, you, you address them, you know, privately as as happens. But I, I'm, and he's doubled down, Paul. And the reference to snowflakes is the one that's gone berserk on social this morning, where people are smacking him, going, "That's insensitive," and yep. how could you double down? Uh, this is a really awkward one for that group and for the employer. Yeah. We're, we're, I think I know where you sit because you're you're actually part of this crew, right? So you No, get... I don't know where to sit on this issue because I don't know the issue. All I can do is read what has happened and read what people are saying about it. And I know that in a situation that, that we have at Triple M, it, that's what happens, Hachi. You, you, and if you're not pushing, if you're not pushing the boundaries on on this type of banter, and I'm going to use the word banter here, Hachi, because that's that's all it is. It's so not personal. So you're defending the behaviour, but but I, I don't, I don't, I'm getting hand up. I don't know the background. Now there's, ver- there's versions of the truth, Hachi, oh, on all of this. You're about to use your own saying. Oh, well, how, how would I know? Yeah. How would I possibly know? And that, that's my point. That's why I've started this show on this. There are no facts. There are no truth. It's just what you want to believe. And if you want to say that's workplace bullying. It's workplace bullying. If you want to say that, that 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 some members of that crew, Kent included, have to harden up, harden up. It doesn't really. But Damo, the, the, the fundamental issue here, and I'll, I'll give you my view in a sec, is that the line of what is acceptable, yeah, has changed by the month, by the year, by the minute, way quicker, yeah, than our products that serve our audiences have been able to keep step with. Yeah, yeah, but there's still a place for. Pushing the the line on it, and and it, and the day you don't push the line on whatever it is you're doing, whether you're presenting as a serious news outlet, whether you're just presenting as a serious opinion, whether you're presenting as hey, let's have a bit of fun, the day that a media outlet is not pushing a line on on where that line is at that point yep. in time, I think you're you're kidding yourself if you want to be. Do you, you know, do you know a banter product which hasn't had these issues before? No. Nah. No, they, they all do. They all do. Yeah, we, we have them. I mean, let me just talk about the Sunday Footy Show. Yeah, I mean, we have them. We have them on this show. Yeah. You and I had a blue a couple of weeks ago. No, <laughs> I mean, you, had, you had a blue. I didn't even realise I was in one. <laughs> to be honest, I just played on. 
he took it personally. I, I, moved, I, I gave the emoji thumbs up and we all moved on. We moved on, but we had a blue for five minutes on air. But that, that happens because we do poke and prod each other and eventually at, at a certain point yep. in, in whatever but life the, we're living at that point in time. The critics, the critics of all of us, of your oh, triple line stick. Line up, take, take a number. Of our yeah. SEN track stick. Like, the critics of all of the kind of banter products yep. would, would say that we underestimate where people's line is from time to time. No, but no, this is where it does get muddied by the people who want to to think that there's issues at play. And and again, this conversation's now moving on from um, well, this is a, this Anthony is a, Maroon. Well, it's not really because he he left. He didn't. He, that, yeah, but read Paul Kent's article, Hutchie. That's James Reaper said he lost a friend. Paul Kent said, yeah, "I'm not apologising, cop this." <laughs> and Anthony Maroon says he won't be back. Like that's actually a yeah. It's a thing. But it, but is he doing it for other reasons? Is, I I don't know. And I'm not I'm not no, casting no, no chance. Well, how do you know? How do you know? What do you think this is an orchestrated publicity stunt? He has said he's walked out before. Like, he has walked out before and walked back in, both within the same so broadcast. you're not ruling out it not being le- – well, you think there's a chance this is not legit? I don't think it seems legit now, but, but Hutchie, Paul Kent has referred to Anthony Maroon walking out previously and once walking back, that I can recall reading, walking back within show, within broadcast, and another time, I think, walking back in late. It's There's theatre attached to some of this, Hutchie, as you, as you well know. I mean, yep. you've, you've, you've hosted your own yeah, TV shows. I was, and- I, was, I was forced to think about myself. I'll come back to the business side of it and, and talent. Myself, my on-air style, when it was the main, well, one of the main things I did back in the 2000s, I was too harsh on people all the time. I didn't have enough empathy or respect. My style of humour was to get a laugh at, more at someone else's expense than my own. Yeah, oh, I, I would agree with that. And I crossed the line... Way too often. Yeah, and I think with you, Hutchie, you, you don't ever do it deliberately, but you do say some things that people do react to in a in a, in a bad way. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And but but you don't. I know you, and I've got to know you. You, you would be never coming at it from that point of view. But you move you move on. You do move on. I, I think you harbour some stuff more than you say you do. But but you absolutely move on, and it's a great quality. And and I've had to coach myself to laugh more at me than others. Yeah, right. Because it's just I just instinctively have a you know. A line or a laughing because I don't feel like I take offence. I have struggled to understand when others do. Absolutely, and people have pulled me up on it a lot over. The, hang on, no, that's that hurts me. Or that yeah. I don't like you yeah. saying that to me. So, and, um, and your ability too to deal with that moment in that in that heat of that moment too, be it socially or on air, it is usually superior yep. to the person I mean, you're talking to. <laughs> if you look at classified, it, it was much meaner in 2007 than it is in 2020. Oh yeah, it was. It, and it, it probably and was vindictive. And I drove. Then. I drove that culture. Yeah, um, and and it went. Too yep. far. Yep. It was designed to be honest and confrontational, and yeah, yeah. move on. Yeah. Um, and the, you know, there's no room for the faint-hearted line at the front of the show. But it's yeah. society has has moved, and we all need to move with it. And yep. part of that is understanding where people's line is. Yeah. Well, here's the other thing that happens: is if you're in a room of four people on a show, and you know that someone's line or they're sensitive about things, the other two cop it more. Absolutely. Because you're working around that person. Oh, don't you think? I've, I've yeah. been in those There's some high-profile instances we could both talk to. Like oh. Some some people cannot have the joke at their expense no. ever. Refuse to. Others yep. are happy to have it at their expense. Yep. And that person gets just channeled into. Yeah. So it's, I think it's it's important for everyone to understand where someone's line is. I think with Anthony, it sounds like there's a couple of no-go zones. I, I look again. I think it's above the line. If if if, it, if you the think joke is you think about it's fair? 
I, again, I don't know. But if if if, but if, if the if joke it, is purely about whether you invoice or accept an envelope with cash in it, if that's all the joke is, I reckon that's reasonably tame. But again, I don't But that's know. your opinion. That's my version if, of the if, truth. If, if, uh, my view is this. If he had said to them, I'm particularly uncomfortable about this area that you make fun of me of. Yeah. There's reasons for it I don't want to go into. Yep. And I'd ask you not to do that. Yeah. And they've still done it. They've crossed the line. I agree with that. Now, I I agree with that. Yeah, I agree with that aspect of it. Now, they might say, well, hang on. If that's your no-fly zone, you know, I don't want to be made fun of for not being happy anymore. Not being happy. (laughs) See, I think that's quite funny. He can't eat a Maccabi meal. I I think that's a funny line. Yeah, but I would would think because his line of what's acceptable to him is different – yeah. He's okay with or, laughing. Or he's just happy to cop it for the sake of the show. And yeah. we've all done that, Archie, you know? But people like, and then let's use that um, alpha male, triple M environment of yours over the years. There are people in that crew who can take every joke. There are people in there who have got thin skins. Yep. Yeah. And you are, and I remember when I worked there, you're working around some people. You oh, go, yeah. oh, don't go there with him because or her because that's how Abs- they feel. Absolutely. It, you really got to understand yeah. people's ability where their line sits to laugh at themselves. Yeah, and and what you need to do, and 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 again, I'm only going into depth on this because we did get asked to talk about it be- from the Triple M perspective. Well, I, think, of- I think it's really interesting because it's 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 challenging as a yep. as a media owner to understand where, where, you, where the line is. Yeah. Draw the line. So to me, Hutchie, and again, it's always with the benefit of you know now experience, but. As long as it's never from a starting point of being personal. Now, I know that may sound a bit cute as well, because, because, because in that moment, it does, you know, you can even cross the line of being personal. But if you're, if you're going to set something up, as long as it's just above the line, lighthearted, have a fun about it, I, I think it's, it's still a place for it. I really do. Yeah, what I would say to that, it's been so challenging for me because I don't really take anything personally. In my mind, you might say I do. I don't feel I do. Yeah, I, I, I think you do. Um, but, others, but, but what I what I will say about you publicly, you present as though you don't, and even in for, friendships and relationships, you present as though you don't. So I take you at your word that you think for, you don't. For others, it's entirely personal all of the time. Yeah, absolutely. having a, having a media career, having a microphone, credibility, being on air. Yeah, their credibility is what yeah. they feel they're they're built from or yeah. on. And any time you make fun of that, you're, yep. chip, you're chipping at that. And so for some people, just, yep. Can't handle it. No, no. I and hey, I've been there when you have been when I have been the subject of the banter. You know, finishing the conversation, thinking why and how. But I don't care now. I, I seriously do not care now. But that that I'm able to say that now at this stage, I probably couldn't have 15 years ago. If you're say a big expert commentator on the footy and your your driver in your golf bag is your view on footy, and that that was happening for a period of time, being made yep. fun of, on, yep, is not really no advancing your career. No, it's not. If you're a journalist, we're kind of there's there's two camps. There's a yeah. camp that can kind of tolerate it. There's a camp that can't. Yep. If you're the funny guy in the room, you, that's or your girl, job. Or girl to, to well, that's push your, those buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're generally making fun of someone else, having making someone fun of you, and that's you're okay with that. Yeah. But not always. So it's un, it's high communication. Absolutely. It's understanding people's no fly zones. Yep. And some people have got no fly zones. No. You have got to deal with it. No. And yeah, all all I can talk for is is the now, and and I would think that. Yeah, the, the the new line is is as you point out, Hutchie, very different to the old line on this. But but pl- I would really hope there's always a place for that line to be you know still there in some form because otherwise we're all talking about kicks, marks, and handballs, and and we know how boring that can be too. And Nick McKenzie, by the way, who who we spoke about earlier in the Palladium, he I urged him, Damo Winks, to pull up on the public commentary on Ben Robert Smith case. <laughs> I said it was a bit undignified. You, you did. 
Ask lacked, him to. Lacked a little bit of dignity to be, to be giving a running commentary I, on the case. I'd say he's doubled down well, since you said that. This was the next tweet I saw <laughs> after I urged, Damo. Yeah. This was his tweet. After four years in a billionaire's bucks, Ben Robert Smith's last 10 days in court, his first witness is arrested, admits he's war crime suspect. <laughs> his second witness admits he's also a suspect. His vital alibi evidence is false, and he wore KKK outfit. Witness three concedes false alibi. <laughs> Packaged neatly to 140 characters is Nick McKenzie suggesting to me, I'll be playing on, thank you. <laughs> a couple of things about that, Hutchie. He doesn't listen to you, and and B, he has got no fear, no fear at, at, all. at all, which which That's... is uh, an issue in its as in a positive in itself. Hutchie, let's get to the question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll go to Trent Luckhurst on email. What are your thoughts of the Seven Network having a show on Monday evenings like the old winners? Sunday night says full content on Fox with bounce and the first crack, etc. And I think they miss a trick with a show like Winners. Seems to be a change of content briefly this year, adding in Best on Ground, which is he says it's awful, by the way. With the axing of Talking Footy, I think Seven could develop such a show and try to capture the old Talking Footy audience. Thanks for your time. I, I'll jump in first while you have your view on this, Archie, because I'm sure we'll be coming at it from different points of view. Um, I, the, the, we long for the oh, – looking certain people who long for the old Talking Footy where you'd tune in and Bruce would be on the screen and Malcolm would be on the screen and Mike Sheen would be on the screen – and I think you want to go back to that time, but going back to that style of show just won't cut it on a on a Monday night in 2022. Well, it, well, talking Footy was on Seven Mate, don't forget. It wasn't put on main channel, which meant that they didn't think it could rate well enough to hold the yep. audience. It's, you know, it's and not, that's the new version of Talking Footy. Yeah. I, th- I think everyone refers to the old, famous one. Uh, we, we're on uh, Footy Classified. was on 8.50 last night on 9. It was great timing. pay particular attention to the ratings, but I will this time just to see... <laughs> How it performed? Will you because tweet like a PBO if someone questioned its uh, placement? I'll have you know, we also fired Lego last night <laughs> <laughs> and increased its share. Yep. Yep. But so it's it, we, because we are all sports fans. Our audience probably are, are largely sports fans, not always, but largely. We think everyone has our same interests. They don't rate as well as you think on television. Yeah. Those Monday night shows. In fact, they they just hold their own for, on a broad audience perspective. So I think it's. One of the things that gets, goes misunderstood a little bit by the broader audience when they say, give us more footy shows. Well, that might suit us, but it doesn't necessarily suit a network. Can I just give you another little journalistic term I picked up on the weekend? Yep. I actually meant to raise this with you about 18 months ago. And then the moment passed, I forgot, didn't write it down. Before you before you raise it, is, is it that good that we should park it and no, talk about it next I'm week? I'm not a parker. I'm a goer. Yeah, but it's, we're really you're late a, into this. You're a parker. Uh, oh. We're really late into this episode 14 of Series 7. People yeah, not well, be, you know may not be listening. Here's what? There's no countdown clock. We don't have a 24-second shot clock. I know. We can go to midday if we choose. But I'm not convinced everyone gets through to the final 45 minutes, aren't you? Well, if they do, give me the hashtag quiet trial because <laughs> here's a word. So... Look for look for this in in print. When something has happened, yeah, that the media missed, newspapers missed, journalists missed, and it's gone on for two months before anyone noticed. Before you go any further, this is better than the last minute of this show. This should have been off the top of our show. So, <laughs> this is what happens. A journalist walks into the office of the editor and he says, "I found a story. It's unbelievable. You're not actually going to believe this. It'd be a front page story." Okay, great. What's the downside? Well. It happened two months ago. What do you mean it happened two months ago? 
Well, it's happened. It's been happening. It's a thing. <laughs> what, you reckon it's front page today? Yes. What about the last 60 days? Well, look, they've kept it quiet. What do you mean? It's, it's what I call a quiet trial. <laughs> so when, when journalists uh, missed a yarn at the time, they retrospectively labelled it a quiet trial. Or, or it's not a story to begin <laughs> with. And I think this is part of what you're about to raise. Oh, I think it's just a great story. Front page of the Herald Sun on Sunday. Footy fans can crack open a cold tinny at the MCG for the first time since the early 1990s in a surprise AFL trial. In a move barking back to the days of the VFL, a quiet trial began <laughs> at the start of the 2022 season to sell cans of beer in some sections. Oh, wow. It means surprise fans at the games have been able to knock back full-strength beverages yeah. to cold cans. At probably 18 bucks a pop. The Herald Sun believes, as if, you know, we've, we've figured out... <laughs> The trial was prompted by the Victorian government's announcement that single-use uh, plastic will be banned by February 2023. So since round one, you've been able to go to the beer, to the footy, at yep. the G, go to a bar, yep. and in some of the bars, buy a full-strength beer. Like, it, it again! It strikes at the heart of a footy oh. fan and the experience and, and obviously drink responsibly and, t- and take it very, very easy. But that story <laughs> is a retail story. Uh, full-strength beer at the footy is a retail story. The only way they could get re-dressed re- up yeah. is they've done this quietly and Quite not, told, not told anyone. <laughs> it's like they're painting the picture that you go to the bar and you say, hey, uh, code word, BB. <laughs> Hang on a minute. We've got one at the, the, the bar here. Hang on. Go at the back. He's across this quiet trial. Okay, mate. I'm going to have to open it for you. <laughs> Listen, go back to your seat and do not tell us all. <laughs> if anyone finds out, there's going to be a rush. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, so, you're not going to so, believe it, uh, Stuart Fox. Yep, uh, it's uh, Stuart Fox. Sarah Booth from the Herald Sun. This... The game's up, Stuart. <laughs> We're across this quiet trial. <laughs> what do you mean? Didn't the sign saying VB cans eight dollars at the front? But didn't was that get... a giveaway at any stage of the first eight rounds? Actually, my, my memory of getting rid of cans too was because of the danger element to them, not just with the contents of maybe full alcohol, full strength alcohol, but. What you could do with a full can. Well, I think people were worried they could throw them back in the day. That's they? Yeah. that's what I'm getting to. Yep. And and yet now that 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 I need it trumps the need to get rid of one use plastics. It's a okay. sign that uh, people have got more respectful. That oh, is going to be, behave better? Oh, is it? I think it is. Yeah, and hopefully it's, yeah, it's right. it speaks to that we we can handle this by having. Can we do one? A, can we do our own quiet trial? Well, you got to you actually got to do it. Retrospectively, it's something we did three. <laughs> Sorry, we've ago. actually already done it. Yeah, the quiet trial. The quiet trial on the truth in media might have <laughs> happened maybe a while ago. Um, all right, I think that was it. That was a better topic than the last two minutes of this show. But Hachi, you need to bring that to the table earlier next week. Um, oh, I've you... got one more. By oh, the way. No, 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 we're... there'll be people still with us. One more before you, we go. If it's good, save it because we we short next next week. It's just we're rewarding those that have got deep in the show, don't we? Did did I read? <laughs> The, R- the ABC RMIT fact check. Oh, see, I wanted to get there early today. No, we, we are going to park that because I'm fascinated. But don't go there, right? I've done some research on the fact check. As if, as no, if, Hachi, don't, don't, don't even flag this. I've, I want to go there next week, off the top. I've got two words for you. Virginia Trioli. Yeah. Since we've made ABC RMIT fact check famous, yep. has Virginia had to disclose that her husband is the editor of ABC RMIT fact check, Russell Skelton? Is is she married to Russell Skelton? That's what because what what I have established is that Russell Skelton is the head of the. That's noble of Virginia to do that. Does she need to do that though? 
Hachi, we're going to talk about this. You next made week. this organisation famous. I, I, I'm, I've become obsessed with this. I, I went down that uh, that rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. Yeah, I did. No, I lost a good 15 minutes yesterday, <laughs> and I need to bring our listeners in on this uh, next week. Actually, be a, good, be a very good uh, breakout podcast, the rabbit hole. Oh. <laughs> I, seriously, I, where I, have you gone down a rabbit hole? I, Hachi, I was laughing at some of the stuff I read online yesterday about this uh, about this group. Now that's probably uh, that needs a context next week. We'll do that next week on what will be episode 15 of Series 7 because we've just completed episode 14 of Series 7 of The Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Drinkwise.